Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, Well Women. Giovanna here. Welcome back. For those of you who are new to the show, I want to give you a great, big, warm welcome. Um, You are in the right place if you are feeling any level of overwhelm, anxiety, or just, you know, really struggling. There's a lot going on right now, and uh, I want to acknowledge that um, and hold space for you to... Um, explore ways that you can address some of that overwhelm and anxiety and, and kind of get, get on track with, with some of the things you want to create for your life. So if you're interested in digging into some of that, there is the group coaching program called the Well Woman Academy. You can go to wellwomanlife.com slash academy. But today on the show, I have a real treat for you. I actually spoke at an event a couple of years ago with Tina Chen, who's the former assistant to President Obama, executive director of the White House Council on Women and Girls, and chief of staff to First Lady Michelle Obama. I interviewed her then, and I'm going to play our conversation from back then because I think it's really relevant right now. We talk about how to approach diversity and and inclusion in the workplace, what men can do to change workplace culture, and we talk about what makes certain leaders stand out. This is a great conversation. You know, Tina Chen is a leading voice in the national conversation on fighting sexual harassment, gender inequity, and discrimination. She's a leader of Buckley Sandler's workplace cultural compliance practice, counseling companies on issues related to gender inequity, sexual harassment, and lack of diversity in the workplace. You can find all the info and links at wellwomanlife.com slash 224show. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy and High Desert Yoga at highdesertyoga.com. Now to my interview with Tina Chen. I'm speaking with Tina Chen today. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. It's so great to have you in New Mexico. We're excited for you to be here. And Tina, we heard in the introduction all about your, you know, what you're doing and all your titles. But I really want to dig into a particular question that I know you're passionate about. What can you just describe your approach to diversity and inclusion and how it includes gender? Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you, Giovanna. Thanks for raising these issues and having me on. Um, Diversity and inclusion, I think, is one of the key things about how we need to change workplaces. So one of the things I'm doing in my practice now after the White House at Buckley Sandler is a practice on workplace culture, helping companies do better. And one of the amazing things about the last year is with all of the stories around sexual harassment and what's been going on in workplaces, I've seen a real willingness on companies to dig deep and try to figure out what's going on and how to build a better workplace culture. And one of the important things is, as we've spent so much time this last year talking about sexual harassment in the workplace, is to remember that diversity and inclusion is a key part of addressing these issues. You can't just address 
and things by having a new sexual harassment policy and doing some trainings and thinking you've solved the problem. I mean, the real solution at the end of the day is to build truly diverse, inclusive, respectful, and safe workplaces, you know, where you have a variety of viewpoints where everyone is accepted. They support one another. Um, that is what's going to lead both to safer workplaces, so less sexual harassment. But I think companies are seeing now that's what also leads to more productive workplaces, um, workplaces that make better business decisions, you know, workplaces that can reflect better the needs of the customers that a business is trying to sell to. Um, so I'm optimistic that we're, we can, we can make some real change. That's super exciting. I want to ask you a little bit more about that. Um, because I think you hit on something, you know, that, I, that definitely resonates with me, which is we can't just do these band-aid approaches like, oh, check the box, like sexual harassment policy. Great. We're done. How do we truly, you know, integrate the, the values and the commitment to diversity and inclusion uh, in a way that's meaningful and that, that actually makes an impact. Yeah, no, that's the thing that everybody's struggling with because, you know, the other thing is we've been doing this work for three decades, right? You know, sexual harassment's been illegal for 30 years and we've all been doing the same trainings right? and there's been policies out there, but we are where we are. Diversity and inclusion work has been going on for about the same amount of time and yet, you know, we have 4% of fortunes. 500 CEOs are women, right? And the numbers go all the way down the list and it's worse for women of color. Um, so how do we really make meaningful change? I think the important thing is, as you said, it's got to be fully integrated. You know, in the past, we've sort of looked at these as, oh, that's just the problem, the employment relations department, right? Or the human resources department. It's not something the CEO worried about. It's not something the board of directors worried about. Um, that step one is the top of the organization has to own this issue. And they have to own it in the same way they own you know, how are they going to invest in the new technology or how are they going to do the next research piece that they want or what's their next ad campaign? This investing in your talent these days in the information economy that we now have in a tight labor market that we now have is as important to the success of your business as the new piece of equipment you're about to spend millions of dollars on. And you have to invest in it. You have to, you know, monitor it um, and pay attention to it from the top of the organization all the way through. And you have to send those messages, right, about how important it is from the top of the organization. Okay. And what about for, from the employee perspective, what can employees do and, and what do you recommend? I know you mostly work with the employer side, but, um, I feel like as employees, we can also be proactive and, um, in terms of talking to our employer about the things that are needed. Well, I, you know, through the Times Up Legal Defense Fund, I've actually also been advocating for employees. Um, so that I want to make sure your listeners know is that if you are an employee uh, or someone or you know someone who has suffered sexual harassment in the workplace, that's what the Times Up Legal Defense Fund is there for, to provide legal support if you can't afford it, or even if you can, just to provide you with resources and for information so people can go to the National Women's Law Center's website, nwlc.org. And on there, you will find both a button to ask for help. If you're a lawyer or you know a lawyer who's willing to offer their services pro bono or reduced fee to help victims of sexual harassment, you can volunteer there. And you can also find out how to donate. And you will also get fact sheets and other resources if you just want to read about it and understand what's going on. So that's number one. How, what can employees do? You're right. Talk to each other. You know, be a bystander. 
right? If you see something, say something, as the saying goes. Um, that goes for in the workplace. Um, we want our employees to, you know, watch out for each other and step up. You know, employees can help set the culture themselves. You know, if, you know, you see somebody, you know, talking about the cheerleaders after the, you know, Sunday football game, you know, kind of come in and say, maybe that's not okay. Um, you know, if you see someone who's uncomfortable because, you know, there's another worker who's paying too much attention to her, step in, you know, make sure she's okay. See if there's something, you know, just say, come, you know, why don't you take a walk with me now? We're going to break this up a little bit. Um, if you're somebody who runs a meeting, I say this a lot. If you're in a meeting, um, if you're running a meeting or even if you're participating in a meeting, when that thing happens, it always does, where the woman says something, nobody pays attention, the movie moves on, then a guy says something and everybody pays attention, call attention to that, right? If you're running the meeting, you can say, oh, no, 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 I'm going to go back. That's actually a good point because Sue just said that. Let's go back to what she said. But if you're a participant, you can also say that. You can also say, oh, wait a minute. You can call it out to the chair of the meeting and say, actually, Sue just said that. And that's a way people, you know, you can just, again, change the culture, what's going on in your business. Yeah, I love that. And I, I want men listening to this program, and I know there are a lot of you out there, um, to, to really take heart to this because I think there's a real role for you in this. Uh, it's not just women speaking up. It, it's men speaking up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when 96% of the CEOs in this country are men, then we will not change workplace culture unless men are part of the change, right? They are an essential part of the change. I get that question a lot. What's the role for men? It's key. Men owning this culture and quite frankly, it'll make their businesses better. It will make them better business leaders. We'll be right back. I'm so thankful for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six-week course based on feminism, mindfulness, and the Well Woman Life Framework. It includes weekly groups coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong, this is hard work. But with these tools, you will easefully find the time to do the course, get the coaching, and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks, or in a leadership role but second-guessing yourself constantly, I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high-achieving women changing the world who want to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result? You get to live your well woman life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show. Okay, Tina, we're moving on to this segment called Superpowers for Success, and I want to ask you a few quick questions. Um, first of all, what does success in life mean to you? Um, I think making a difference, figuring out what's the best way to make a difference. And when did you know you were really good at what you do? <laughs> I'm not sure I still know it. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I think striving and wondering whether you're good enough to do, you know, what you're doing is I kind of, when you're a little bit of a type A personality, you're constantly asking that question. Yes, I agree with that. Um, okay. I just, I know you just arrived from traveling and you're heading out in a little bit to go to another thing. How do you stay, how do you 
take care of your own well-being? What, what's one habit that contributes to your well-being? Oh, that's a really good question because I'm really bad at it. You know, I'm not the person that people should take personal well-being tips from. Although I will tell you my latest thing, you know, because I am traveling a lot, is I have given myself permission to not do work on planes and to only watch whatever latest downloaded show I am watching. You know, so I've been like through them all lately. I'm doing broad church right now. Um, so, uh, but you know, that, that, that actually is a little bit of self-care. Love it. Okay. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, well, here's one that I think I discovered in the White House, which, you know, and remember, I didn't go to the White House till it was in my late 50s. And after I'd already been a lawyer for almost 30 years, right? So, but I discovered that at the White House, I have a really good ability to see broadly, right? To see the whole playing field and then look around the corner to what's coming next. You know, that's how we came up with United State of Women, which was thinking about what was missing in the women's movement, which was a place for everybody, regardless of issue, to come together um, and to speak to, you know, women in their own communities and in their own voices with what they're doing and lift those up. And, you know, seeing that gap and then figuring out how to address that gap um, is something I learned. Oh, that, it's actually kind of fun, too, in addition to being an ability that I can do. Okay, cool. And what advice would you give your 25-year-old self? Oh, well, it's that's kind of easy. And a lot of people say this, um, which is not to pay attention to that little voice in your head that's saying, like, eh, I'm not so sure you can do this, um, because we all have that. Um, and I had it. You know, there were moments where, you know, I didn't say something and held back because I wasn't sure it was the right answer, only to have the guy next to me, right, give the answer in court. I stopped doing that once. It happened once to me, and then I realized, oh, I'm never doing that again. So that was something I had to learn. What makes a good leader? Uh, being able to listen. I think, you know, a good leader needs to listen and needs to not just sit back and look like they're listening, but actually listen and absorb what they're hearing. Okay. Two final questions. Do you identify as a feminist, Tina? Oh, absolutely. Have since I was in college. What does that mean, just briefly to you? Um, it means someone who, you know, supports, um, I think, equity for everyone, but in particular recognizes that I think women and girls suffer from particular challenges in our society um, and works to address that. Okay, final question on a light note. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Oh, like five books that I have, I haven't finished reading, but I just picked up a book in the airports since I've been in a lot of airports. Amy Tan has a new book out that I is sitting in my, my, my bag as we speak, um, which I can't remember the name of it now, but it is about remembering and her, how she has, how she writes and how she remembers her memories. And Amy Tan is somebody I've always been reading as an Asian American, Chinese American author. Tina, it's been such a pleasure having you on the program. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our community. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts 
and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.